Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode... 38. Yes. Yes. Honestly, I don't know. It's been a while since we recorded. I know. It has been a while because we had to record early because you had to go help dad open the cottage. So it feels like we haven't sat together in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen you in like a few minutes. I know. So long. Case, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I actually had a friend text me yesterday and he was like on a scale of like one to ten how are you doing and I was like it's so fascinating like one being I'm in the fetal position under my covers and like ten I'm frolicking in a meadow with flowers like a four a oh three? I was gonna say three so yeah and then he was like well how's work and I was like work's fine it's not work like work's manageable right now it's the everything else right that's surrounding the world you know well it doesn't even feel like the world when you start seeing other countries like having the time of their lives it's frustrating because it's like why are we not having the time of our lives why are we not at sporting events and concerts and family gatherings that maybe should have been my first thing <laughs> sporting events that's how that's how you know you're at a three out of ten because you said sports you're sports. talking about sports before anything yeah it's my job i know and how are you doing jack i'm good the the cottage trip was good to i mean it was a lot of work but it was good to just kind of get away from the world even more like i know you guys had no idea what was going on like you were like we had, we didn't know the number the daily numbers you knew nothing eh? you just got to unplug now we said that probably like halfway through the trip of like have you seen any of the daily numbers and we're both like no like we didn't have internet for the first couple of days we didn't have any tv we really barely kept up with sports and that's like our our number one thing that we usually do yeah i know and that's when i said to dad i was like do you see how good you felt because you weren't didn't have the news on a loop? That's what I need in this house. Like I can't have the news on on a loop. Like I can have it in the morning when they give the daily numbers and then maybe later at night just to see. But then it has to go off. Once you start hearing the same story over and over. I was going to say, unless there's like big announcements, I guess that's the only time it's really justified. Yeah, for sure. When you want to pay attention to something like that. Yeah. So I went down and I'm down an 80s rabbit hole movie rabbit hole and it is the best. I'm having so much fun. Only the only problem is I can't find all the movies. So it's a bit frustrating when I we have so many streaming devices and I can't watch a certain, you know, certain movies. But I've watched quite a few. Do you want to know what ones I've watched, Jack? I think we've talked about it before, but I would love to hear what movies Did you've I watched. Did I talk about it last time? Uh, no, not on here. Just okay. when I came back, we were talking about it. Okay. I watched Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. I don't know why. I, said, I put Prime beside it to show me where I watched, watched it, it. So I was going to say the whole thing. Uh, Pretty in Pink, Goonies, Can't Buy Me Love, 16 Candles, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I didn't know that was actually a movie. I thought it was just a song. Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Yeah. I feel like I asked you this before, but was the song made for the movie? Yeah. That was a good question because I didn't answer you because I didn't know the answer to it. And you still don't I still don't know the answer to it. Um, But it's like Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt, Shannon Doherty's in it. Um, Anyways, uh, Jonathan Silverman. I don't know if people know who he is. And it's, um, yeah, it's just like this dance show and i was i was so like well, i watched like the last like maybe like 20 minutes and it was like so very 80s where like yeah. she's on this dance competition on a tv show mm-hmm. then her dad finds out mm-hmm. and drives down and then sees her dancing sees how much fun she's having and just goes good job yeah janie good job i know like janie's got a gun is that what that song is yeah janie's got a gun 
Why is that? I didn't hear that song at the cottage. It's all just 70s. Yeah, we do like the 70s. But the 80s buzz has been fun. I'm just frustrated about a couple movies. I really want to watch Lost Boys, Mm -hmm. Some Kind of Wonderful, Running on Empty. There's a few I really want to watch. So I'm a bit frustrated that I can't find them. I also don't think we talked on here yet about like the Marvel announcements, like the most recent like titles and stuff. No, I don't think so. So like I have to me the most interesting one and people really freaked out about it was Captain Marvel 2 now just being called the Marvels Mm. and then everyone like so many people who don't like that movie which it's not my favorite movie but it's still a part of the universe and it's still well done and they just go oh thank god they're getting rid of her oh but no no. they're just adding different Marvels to her right right then there's Thor Love and Thunder, which we've known about. I I don't know what else I guess was different. I guess they maybe they revealed some like different logos. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, everyone is trying to decide who the big death is going to be. Oh, okay. Uh, what, uh, Loki, Wakanda. Loki got moved up. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, yeah, Loki's going to be interesting. Like you said, you you think that they're going to like switch the days or something, That's, right? That was my girlfriend. She said that. Oh, okay. I'm not going to take credit. Oh, okay. That she, like, they're going to switch it because they want to be mysterious, like Loki kind of thing, right? So it was supposed to come out on the Friday. It's now coming out on the Wednesday. And and, it, and he said, like, Tom Hiddleston did, like, a kind of trailer commercial and was like, Wednesdays are the new Friday. Right. You never know. You still haven't watched Looks, the trailer, have you? No. I haven't. <laughs> I have to watch it. You should. It is really good. Owen Wilson, he's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And then, well, I was thinking that we... Not to get too off track, but we might be at the cottage when Black Widow comes out. Oh, that's unacceptable. Um, really, eh? I think so. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if our movie theaters will be open anyway. So we can just, I guess, watch it when we get back. Because we're going to do the whole red carpet thing, right? Mm -hmm. If we can't go to the theater. Yeah. And uh, Quiet Place 2 is coming out in a couple weeks and only in theaters. They're not doing like on demand. You can't pay for it. It says only in theaters on the trailer. So we're just not going to be able to see it. I guess. Yeah. It's frustrating because I've been really excited about that one. But they they released a new trailer too and it looked really good. So I actually don't think sucks. I watched it. I think you sent it to me, but I don't know if I watched it. That's rude. I think I wa- No, I watched the... You sent me the <laughs> teaser. Oh, like okay. it was like a few seconds of like her, like Emily Bunch being like, we have to go or something like that. Yeah, we have to go. Because now they can talk in the movie so good i feel like it's a weird it's a quiet place but now it's like a slightly louder place right well they do show how it all happened which is kind of cool because john krasinski's in it um which spoiler alert he does doesn't make it through the first movie but he is in the second one because they do a flashback of like how it all happened because we just see them they've been doing it for like 200 days or 300 days or whatever it is right like to the point where you're probably used to it yeah so it's kind of fun to go back and like see well how did it all shake out and how did you know what it was and how did you know not to make sound like right like how did you know all that so yeah it's a definitely be a learning curve yeah it's gonna be good all right that's good we'll do our uh we have our top 10 tv villains we did movie villains last week tv villains for this week and we got our two movie challenges, The Departed and Batman Begins, which is, I think, where we should begin. All right. With Batman. Nice, Jack. Uh, 2005. So the first of the Christopher Nolan trilogy with Batman starring, I was about to say Ben Affleck. I don't know why. It just kind of rolled off the tongue. Starring Christian Bale. Yes. Directed by Christopher Nolan. And it 
kind of brings back the story of Batman because I feel like for me the like history of Batman was after Michael Keaton they kind of tried to keep doing it and it didn't really work right and then by the late 90s it was kind of dead and people tried to revive it revive it until Christopher Nolan started developing it in 2003 right right and then yeah because he co-wrote it too or he wrote it or co-wrote I think he co-wrote it yeah yeah um, what I liked about it, I hadn't seen it. Obviously, I'm not, you know, I saw Dark. Oh, my God. I yeah, just, the Dark yeah, Knight. The Dark Knight. I was going to say Dark Knight Rises, but I know that's the. Did you see that one? No. Oh, that one's pretty good, too. That one is more good for, because uh, Tom Hardy's like the villain. And he's okay. like Bane, and he talks about something like oh, okay. And it's good. It's good. It's not as good. Right. Well, I really enjoyed this because, um, I like origin stories. I figured that out while I was watching it. I like knowing how people get to where they are. Like when they just start a story and it's just like, hey, he's just Batman. I'm always like, well, like, how did that all shake out? So I think they did a really good job with really showing us like how, I mean, you go from when he's a kid to when he's like Batman, like 30 years old or whatever he is. Mm -hmm. Right. So you get to see this progression of a human because he's, yeah, like he's. Anyways, yeah, he goes through he goes through a lot with like his parents. I just don't know if we're supposed to say like yeah. I think if you're listening to this and you know the Batman story, I guess we don't really explicitly have to say it. But if you don't know the Batman story, I think this is a good. All of them will tell the story. I honestly don't really remember with the because I didn't watch. I haven't really watched the newer Batman, but yeah. this is kind of what people probably had a problem with like mcu spider-man with tom holland that they didn't do the backstory but we had seen it kind of done twice already enough that people know it yeah yeah that going into it you can just assume about what happened to the other two spider-man happened and with batman this is not different because it is the same backstory my only really problem with the beginning is i wish they just kind of did everything that happened to him as a kid first mm. like they it kind was of, a little choppy it kind of goes back, oh, and, back forth, and forth and back and forth yeah which i do love the prison fight scene and mm-hmm. the mud and you can just hear him like breaking people's arms and their legs and it's just so gross mm-hmm. and it just kind of it, it also isn't just like oh look he just becomes batman yeah he, kinda, no, he has to earn it it is a journey and he has to go where's he go tibet where's he go with liam neeson Oh, where is he? He's in like Japan. Sorry, I'm not sure where he goes, but he goes somewhere to to be with, you know, the, you know, like the, the League of Shadows. Yeah. And he's with Liam Neeson and he trains for a long time and their their training se- the training sequence and scenes are just beautifully done like the shots and stuff and like on the ice like it's so it's such cool concepts where it doesn't really make sense, but for this insane kind of training it just works. Yeah. Yeah. And also when the, sorry, not to cut you off, but during the prison thing, the guards, like four guards have to drag him away and they're like, we're here to protect. And he's like, what? I'm fine. He's like, no, for them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's just like five guys just laid out on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I really liked um, Katie Holmes because I only knew it as Maggie Gyllenhaal. So all of a sudden Katie Holmes is there and I'm like, who's Katie Holmes? And then I had to piece it together and um I wouldn't say I like one over the other I thought they both did a really good job I think she was I think Katie Holmes was good like it that was gonna be one of my questions of if there was a I think for the movies they did that they kind of worked I think that just kind of disappoints me is I looked up why Katie Holmes wasn't in the dark Knight, and it was just it was her choice she just wanted to look at different roles I just oh see I read she couldn't because of her schedule 
Because I looked it up too, and it said that it didn't work with her schedule, whatever she was doing. Well, I mean, yeah, more not like her decision, but it just circumstances got in the way. Yeah, I think I, I think I prefer Katie Holmes. Yeah, I, I just think I don't know if she could have done the. I don't even want to say damsel because Maggie Gyllenhaal's character in that second movie is really good. I don't know if Katie Holmes. I I don't think either of them could Could, have done what the other person did. I was just gonna say I don't think that Maggie Gyllenhaal would have fit the first one, but I don't think I don't necessarily know if Katie Holmes would have fit the second one. Like I think it worked the way it was meant to work, right? Yeah, it's almost like and we bring a lot back to Marvel, but it's almost like Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle. Yes, they kind of work for the movies that they were in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, The only part I really scared me was the scarecrow guy. Yeah, with the psychedelic drug thing that yeah. he puts, I really it scared me a lot. Like I was like, I didn't, I didn't need to see that in my life. Is especially for like, not that Batman is like a kid story, but a lot of kids would want to watch that movie, and I thought it was scary. Yeah, like it, it is pretty trippy. Yeah, like you have like bugs coming out of eyes. I don't know. It's like, right? It's supposed to meant to like, it's it's meant to like throw you off and like make you freak out. Well, it made me freak out. <laughs> Uh, like Cillian Murphy, who was mm-hmm. apparently up for the role, he could have, he was going to be, or was in the running, interested in being Batman. But Christopher Nolan didn't want to cast someone Irish in that role, which oh, I thought okay. was interesting. But yeah. I thought he did a great job because he's also in The Dark Knight. Yeah, no, he's really good. I mean, he is. He plays a good bad guy. He's very good at that. Uh, one of my complaints is that the music of the movie is too loud. Mm, yeah. It's too loud because Christian Bale especially just as batman he's a very quiet talker liam neeson like a lot of the michael king katie holmes like they're all quieter kind of talkers right maybe it's just in this movie but then the music is just too loud and i'm like i can't hear them like usually i don't put subtitles on for movies i only usually do it for tv shows but for this one i had to like i just needed to make sure i couldn't hear Yeah. yeah Yeah, it was good. I don't know if I would go and watch the third one. Like, I feel good now that I've seen the beginning, and I thought The Dark Knight was, like, one of the best movies. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. I think it also, they add uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in the third one. Oh, okay. Like, they add some aspects. It gets way more, like, kind of ridiculous over the top, like a Fast and Furious Transformer yeah. style. So if I just feel if like you're... I have so much that I want to watch that I'm like, I, just, I don't know if I would go down that path, but you never know. That's fair. I'm um, trying to think about oh um, a great the great scene with talking about embracing fear and the ninjas are all lined up and they just kind of will t- stop and turn and Liam Neeson will pop out of somewhere and he's just trying to he's like you have to be hidden and like almost like teaching him the aspects of being Batman and then he does this smart move where he has a cut on his arm like uh, I don't even I always go back and forth on do I say Christian Bale do I say Batman right. do I say Bruce yeah <laughs> he has a cut on his arm so he cuts someone else's arm in the exact same spot to trick Liam Neeson into ah. I'm trying to think what else oh the the bats like at the beginning mm-hmm. but then also how he like makes it into his bat cave I love that it's such a good message I mean not that this movie is really for kids but it's a good message of he embraced his fears he and then he's using it and even has a line that's like, um, it's always been my fear. Now I want my enemies to feel it too. Yeah. I liked when he was on the roof and Katie Holmes said, or whatever, she's Rachel, I think her name was in yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. When Rachel says like, who are you or whatever? And he repeats her line. Like, cause she, when she, he came back into the city, she was just like, well, if you're not doing any good, like whatever, like she had a whole beautiful speech that I can't say. And, and then, it was something like, it's not what's underneath 
there, it's what some, you do for the yeah it's, it's what, what you do for the city or what you do with the good or something along those lines so then he just repeats it to her and then she has that <gasps> face bruce what yeah they also do that um because that's one of the things i wrote that using a previous line to make a point that morgan freeman's character lucius fox does that to the whoever the chairman or whatever repeats his line because he fires him but now he has his job and bruce repeats a line back to him just to kind of prove like oh because he tries to make the company go public and bruce buys most of Mm. most of the company so that he's still the owner yeah when they try to go public with it right uh did you notice uh a small little friend that was in this i did i was gonna ask you that yes so katie holmes is helping this little boy and i'm like man that little boy looks familiar and I looked it up, and it was the actor who plays Joffrey yeah. in Game of Thrones. Jack Leeson. Yes. Nice. It, it was, it was cute may, to see he him. He may at. come up later. Definitely. I think it's a guarantee. It's more of where and how. Okay. Um, another thing. So I'm not going to... I don't want to talk about Raz Ghoul, who's the villain, but there's like a reveal to the villain. I don't want to give that away. But I, I do want to say they're... It, they're giving they're blowing out like a toxin to make everyone go crazy like the scarecrow raza ghoul is wearing a mask it's terrible it is so bad it just made me think oh this guy's in 2020 or 2021 he's gonna get yelled at like it's supposed to be protecting him but like you could basically see his mouth from the bottom it it was it was bad especially when you compare it compare it to bane like in the next move in the dark knight rises that that's good mask right and his is just kind of it's not it's not working it's rough uh, anything else for no I have nothing else for I, Batman I think it just makes the Dark Knight better I do too because like I say I like origin stories so it kind of was good like even though I watched it backwards I did I, I did enjoy the movie I was like oh okay that you know because you just see how he got to where he got to it wasn't an easy like I'm just Batman right so mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think that's that's all I have too I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um yeah, I had the Katie Holmes versus Maggie Gyllenhaal, and I, I did like that, that it's they couldn't do what the other one did. Yeah, no, I like that too. Yeah, they both did it. They're, they both did their role for their movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our second movie challenge. One of Jack's favorite movies. I've, and that's the one of the last notes I wrote, is that it still holds up. Yeah. Even though you know what happens. It it's doesn't sti- matter. And honestly, I'm not going to say I still 100% understand this movie and like the size that everybody's on. We are talking about The Departed, 2006, directed by Martin Scorsese. It's the story of an undercover cop and a mole. We don't really know who is who and who's on the good side, the bad side. It stars. Do they flip flop? Do they, right? What side are you really on? Are you on the police side? Are you on Jack Nicholson and the kind of Irish mob Mob side? It's great. And there's. So many good people, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin. I didn't say Jack Nicholson early enough, like Vera Farmiga. Yeah. I feel like there's probably still people that I'm... Anthony Anderson's in it. Yes, yeah. Very, it's... It's it's a y- small role. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say younger version. Yeah, yeah. A little, little chubbier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Matt Damon is a... It's the is the cop, mm-hmm. and he he is I think he works in a like a detective division or yeah. something, right? But he is a mole. Well, yes, he is a mole for Jack Nicholson, who is the 
mob boss, yeah. Irish mob boss. Mm-hmm. And then Leonardo DiCaprio is also a cop, but he's undercover in Jack Nicholson's place, people. What yeah. do you call that? Like crew. a crew. Okay. Crew. And he's the mole for the police. So it's a very, and Who's, they don't know who each other is. They know, like Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Matt Damon, they know that there's a mole. On either side. But they can't figure out who it is. Especially because uh, Martin Sheen plays the captain and Mark Wahlberg plays his lieutenant yeah. or something like that. And they have all the undercover cops, but no one else can know who they are. They're the only two that know about Leonardo DiCaprio. And he is... I have to say, his acting in this is unbelievable. The way he, I don't know if they filmed it in order, but for him to be able to skip around and like just to see his, how he starts out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do it. And just how by the end he is so flipped out in his head and he's paranoid and he's like, he's worried he's going to die. And he, there's a couple of close calls. Like his acting though is just, it's so spot on. It is, it's incredible. Yeah. And it's a movie where it's about the two of them. And it just seems like Matt Damon's, I think because he, he is the copyist to play it a little more straight and not as like intense and aggressive until the last little bit of the movie. But DiCaprio is like at a 10 yes, the entire time. The entire time. like Or maybe not the entire time, but he builds up. And as soon as he's at a 10, he stays there for when, whenever it gets to a 10, he's there for the rest of the movie. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And they, so they're both doubles or whatever, double agent type things. And they're both in love with the same girl, played by Vera uh, Farmiga. Farmiga, so brilliant in this, and I love her relationship with each of these guys because, with Matt Damon, like they have a, like they, I don't know, they kind of like they move in together and they. It's more of like a cutesy relationship. Yeah, but I feel like with Leonardo DiCaprio, like they had a much deeper, like they just got one another better. Like they just, I don't know, they just had something for me that was more like he was just their their communication and the way they were with each other was way better like I found Matt Damon to be you know like when she's moving in and she's like oh I have this picture and he's like yeah we're not putting that out like he was just he felt like he was meaner to her like he had a mean streak right Mm -hmm. Uh, I also wanted to bring in a new aspect just for this movie okay it's every time I watch it I always wanted a place to talk about it and it's accent rankings. Okay. So everybody in this movie, we're in Boston. So it's about Boston accents. Okay. One and two interchangeable because they're both from Boston. It's not fair. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. It's where they're from. But you can just see how just perfect and crisp and every word is just on point with them. Yes, I agree. Uh, three, I put, Di- I put DiCaprio and Alec Baldwin together. Not yeah. Bostonians, but still pretty good. Yeah. Yep. When they have to be. Yeah. Um. My final group is three people who I don't I don't know if they cared or just Vera Farmiga I think just kind of gives up her accent at some points. Yeah, like yeah. she has it for some sentences and then just kind of disappears. Right. Martin Sheen's no idea where it is. Right. If he's, it's supposed to be there, yeah. he's just kind of playing Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah. And Jack Nicholson. I've, I maybe he's not supposed to have a Boston accent, like but maybe he just, he's not from there. But that'd be weird. Why would you come in there and like take over? Yeah, right? his accent is just him. Yeah. And he's just like, and I love his like when he's talking about the rat and his face, and he's like making a rat face. And he's like dirty rat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like making the face and the noises. It's. Yeah. He is, he's really good. Accent, terrible. Yeah, he is really good. He plays, I like the line where he's like, you know, are you doing this f- for money or something like that? And he's like, I have enough money. Like he just, he's really just being this for power and for fun. Like it's sport for him, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, a lot of casual racism, sexism, a lot of like, uh, you got to get married or else you're going to be a homo. Right. Are, and they just like, it's so casual and it made me think like, damn, that's 2006. And yeah. I know like Scorsese and Tarantino, those guys like, they push the boundaries and stuff, but like there's just N words yeah, and yeah. calling people like Chinaman. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's such a different world we live in. And that's, this is 15 years ago. I know. It is crazy for sure. Did you know that Jack Nicholson originally turned down the role and it was going to go to um, Al Pacino, but Scorsese really wanted Jack Nicholson. So basically talked him into it. I could see. Well, I know Al Pacino and Scorsese have a relationship, so yeah. it kind of seemed like a good backup plan. But I, I think Jack Nicholson just did he such a did. good job. I can't imagine anyone else in any of these roles. Like I can't. Like they just suited their roles so well, right? Like I can't imagine Matt Damon as Leonardo DiCaprio or vice versa. Like I feel like they are in their roles. Yeah, I, I think people have talked about like because uh, I feel like because of this movie and their careers, they're very interconnected with their careers. I think you're right. I don't think you could go the other way and it would still be as good. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying Matt Damon's a great actor, too. I'm not saying. But I just think just Leonardo just really brought it. And how different he looks compared to other movies. When Matt Damon, you could kind of see him in a role like this with Leo. It just it never seemed like something he would do. Like, it doesn't. If you go back and say, yeah, he did this Scorsese movie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he was like. Uh, an undercover cop and he was a mole but he was a mole for the police you'd be like okay that's interesting and then you see him and you're like wow like he was what six seven years before this movie he was the pretty boy on the titanic yeah and now he's this and there's a lot in between i think we've we've done an i am deep dive i think on him you did that was your very first one and it's just his career has such a like perfect arc and once you get to this point this is when you go okay this guy needs an oscar yeah and this is this would be the first one where i'm sure you go through like what's eating gilbert grape like Mm -hmm. there's movies in there where you're like yeah he should win this to me was the first one where i'm like this is he should win for this movie right right I think my favorite part of this movie is just the intensity of it and just that cat and mouse kind of, you know, are they going to figure each other out? And there's a couple instances like where one of the guys in the crew is kind of getting suspicious, I guess, of Leonardo and character. And so he's like, oh, we're all heading to one or 314. And it's 344. And it's 344. And Leonardo's already there because he was doing something else for the cop side. So he was already there or, you know, and then he had to kind of hide. And so the guy was like, get shot. And at the end, he's kind of like, I didn't give you the right address yet. You still showed up. So he knew he was caught. Luckily, well, not luckily, but he did die. But there's all these moments where you're like, oh, my God, he's caught. And like, you know, that cat and mouse, the the intensity is always really high in this movie, right? Where you're just like, it's one you you ha- you pay attention because you're not like, you can't be on your phone and stuff like because you want to be watching because it just it draws you in, right? Yeah, especially when it's it's about the end. They have uh, they have this phone call where the first phone call is uh, Damon calls DiCaprio and they just say nothing. Mm-hmm. They calls him back and he's like, you know, you're calling me on a dead guy's phone. Mm-hmm. And they just they have this conversation where you could just see they're both teetering of like, are you really on this side? And eventually they do figure each other out. It takes one of them a little bit longer. Yeah. And the funny thing is that first it takes 18 minutes to show the title of the movie. Like oh, that's yeah? how long the intro was. Wow. I guess you can call it the intro. Yeah. And there's so much buildup. And then I clocked it at the last 45 minutes is just it gets 
insanely ridiculous and action-packed and intense people getting shot thrown thrown off roofs yeah yeah you just it turns into who's on whose side but then it's really the last like 15 minutes where it's like okay they figured each other out they're having this confrontation what's gonna happen and then it's like boom shot boom shot boom shot (laughs) yeah why did what what happened (laughs) nobody laughed no (laughs) that it really was how it felt yeah because I was watching this movie and it's like two, two and a half yeah. hours ish. And my girlfriend was kind of in and out, like not watching it with me, but like she would look up and she looked up right when the elevator scene happens. She's like, what just happened? Yeah. Like he gets shot and then he gets shot. And you're like, okay, we settled this. Then he gets shot. Yeah. And I like saying he, we could be vague enough about this to not give it away. But you're just like, what just happened? Yeah. And then you think it's over and this person survived and they clearly made all the smart moves to win. And then there's still one more twist. Yes. And that's just how the movie ends. Yeah. I know. It's a good, it's a good ride. If you guys are looking for a good ride, even if you haven't seen it in a while and this like kind of piqued your like, Ooh, I should watch that one again. Cause it's a good one. And they, I think they try very subtly, like watching it now. I'm like, Oh, I guess I could have taken this as this person's on this side. Yeah. It was more with like one of the side characters that kind of be, comes the main character right i'm trying to dance around it enough <laughs> uh yeah my I, my favorite thing watching this is just the accents i just i love austin accents i think they're so cool they're hard to they're not hard to imitate i think they're hard to be really spot on with right and damon and Wahlberg just especially they have their moment where they're going back and forth and you're like wow they, i i think scorsese knew what he was doing putting them in, putting them. in these roles where they're fighting with each other and he's like, I can fucking arrest anybody that I want. Like, and they're just going back and forth. And you're like, wow, like just throw some Dunkin' Donuts and put this in one of the Boston, New England sports stadiums. And it just, it sounds about right. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, anything else got for? No, I'm good. Yeah. One of the, I, I think I'll still say that it's probably my favorite movie. No matter how many times I watch it, it still delivers every time. Yeah, I agree for sure. Right. Oh, uh, sorry. I do have one thing. Uh, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise were considered for these lead roles. Brad Pitt, I think, makes more sense. I In think... Leonardo's role, though. Yeah, I no. I think him. he could do it, especially with... And I just think physically, like, when Brad Pitt had, like, the what's the, uh, the buzz cut, I think yeah. he would have to do that. Because right. that's what Leo, he looked so different than his other movies. He yes. just has, like, the long, flowy hair. And yeah. For this, it's very, like, well, like a cop. Yeah. Buzz cut. Brad Pitt makes sense. Tom Cruise. No, he's a Mission Impossible. I also, I he's think. He's Ethan Hunt. Like he's, no. I think Tom Cruise, this would be my Tom Cruise if I'm putting him in this movie. I would make him Jack Nicholson's character if he's the his character from Tropic Thunder. Oh gosh, I don't remember uh, that, I don't but... remember his name, but he has like a fake stomach and. Oh, okay. And he's like a boss and he's kind of a jerk oh i kind of doesn't he have balding hair too yeah okay i kind of remember that yeah that that would be if i'm putting tom cruise in this movie other than that i'm trying to think of like why wasn't like ben or casey affleck in this movie yeah casey affleck would have been good because he could just be a side character yeah and he would have done a good job for sure i'm trying to think of any other like bostonians that i know uh, krasinski he's a he's boston chris evans chris evans i guess that's kind of before Amy Ryan. Oh, no. She just played Gone Baby Gone. She played it with an accent. Yeah, I think she was really good at it. Even, because uh, isn't isn't the town? That's Boston, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the town? Oh, yeah. And Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. You could throw him in that movie. Yeah. But I guess it's also like Krasinski and Chris Evans. I think that's like, 
a little before they would be in a movie like that. Yeah. Because isn't that like a couple years even away from The Office starting? Yeah. Oh, not starting, I don't think. So I guess before it was like really big. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into our top 10 TV villains. Yes. Do you have uh, any honorable mentions? Um, I do because I thought you would love to talk about this. I'm going to say A from Pretty Little Liars. Oh, fun. Yeah. God, that was... That show, it started out so good. It just really went downhill. Meg and I loved it when it first came out. Because I feel like that show was all about, oh, it's A. Who's A? It's this person. Oh, this person died. So this person has to be yeah. A. Did they ever like resolve it? It was so bad. I can't remember. It was like one of the girls had a twin or something. It was so bad. The ending was just terrible. It's almost like you had this great idea and then they're like, oh, we have to end it. Uh, uh, twin. No, I, I, I feel like it was like, we have a really good idea. We didn't think it was going to make it five, six years or whatever it was. So then they just didn't have any backup plans or something. I don't know. Okay, my, I have two, I have two honorable mentions. I think you're going to be like shocked that one of them is not in my top 10. But I said, uh, for one of them, I said, Joe Goldberg, the guy from you, played by Ben oh, yeah. Bag- Badgley, Badgley. Just because he's like stalker, murder, kidnapping, you know. Yeah. He's does some messed he's up a bit, stuff. He's some pretty crazy. And my other honorable mention is Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Honorable mention. Yeah. Wow. Just because I feel like, yes, he's a villain, but I also think he's, um, oh God, I can only think of one word and it's so inappropriate, so I don't want to say that. Um, Brat. I, no, I just think he's like, I think he's actually a weak person. Like he's like. He's like a, like a sucky whatever. Baby. Yeah. Like I just don't think he is. Yeah. Like the other people on my list, I feel like they really owned their villainy-ness yeah. that I was like, I just don't feel like he's in that same category. So that's, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, he will be in my top 10. Yes. I'm sure he will. Mine over 10, I'm, I'm just going to take over because this is, this is so funny because I was trying to go through the shows that I liked and like villains. I went with Dr. Doofenshmirtz. From Phineas and Ferb. There you go. Uh, there's a few ones that are just kind of funny. I realized that I watch more funny shows. No, I was going to say, I can see you picking more of the, like when I was looking up just to give me ideas, there was like somebody from The Simpsons. And so I was like, oh, I think Jack, I think our lists are going to be different except for a couple. Yeah. Um, he basically just makes these, like the, he calls them innators and they can make any stuff happen. He always loses, but... He's just always funny in his voice, and I could still go back and watch that show and enjoy it. Right. So, Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. You guys love that show. It was actually cute. I didn't mind watching it either. Because as a parent, you always got stuck watching them, and that one wasn't bad. No, it was fun. They did fun stuff. Yeah. There's 104 days of summer vacation. Yeah, it was cute. Um, Okay, my number 10 is Perry Wright from Big Little Lies, played by Alexander Skarsgård. So, he is... I mean, a cheater, he's abusive, he's a rapist, he's... He cheats? Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He's on my list, but I I forgot that he was a cheater, too. Yeah, so abusive. He's just like a psychopath, really. Yeah. Well, all of mine are psychopaths. Like, I was like, I can't say psychopath for every single one, but it's hard when you're doing villains because... Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's scary, though, because he's very realistic. Like, when you look at someone, like, from Game of Thrones or something, like... It's medieval times. It, yeah, like it's it's a it's a made up place. But Perry Wright from Big Little Lies—that's a real person a, that could, could exist. Yeah, so he's scary to me. But yeah, it's it's like real life scary. Yeah, and he's he's higher on my list. Yeah, 
my number nine is Doug Judy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, played by Craig Robinson. (laughs) It's not really a villain. Him and Jake are like best friends, but I I just kind of always liked how they brought him in for like an episode. He would kind of do right, but then eventually get away with doing wrong. He was was known as the Pontiac Bandit, and I just... He was always for like a villain. He was always just so funny. Right. So that's that's my number nine. Um, so my number nine is Arvin Sloan from Alias, which I am now rewatching. He's played by Ron Rifkin, and he is the director of SD6, which is a, supposed to be a black ops of CIA. He's on this search for this thing that's going to make him live forever. One of those scenarios which we've talked yeah, about like before. Yeah, like the Holy Grail. Yeah, so he's been like on this mission for 30 years. He has no he'll kill anybody in his way. He doesn't he doesn't care. Like he doesn't he'll shoot kill doesn't matter. Um just so he can live forever. I'm like maybe you could have spent those 30 years just like living and having fun <laughs> instead of being so obsessive. Anyways, yeah. So he's my number 9. Uh my number 8 is going to the Simpsons and it is C Montgomery Burns. He is the boss of Homer Simpson and he is just a horrible person and he has trap doors and he'll just always like sick the hounds on people. One of the richest people and just doesn't care for anyone and one of the most classic TV episodes is when someone shoots him. Mm. So that is about his and he's just he's never changed. He's really old. They do a so lot of like So did he actually die? No, I don't oh, think. Okay. Like he's still alive now yeah, like yeah. in the show. But um they still they also make a lot of jokes about him being like paper thin and also like so old that like he doesn't know what phones are and he uses like uh phonographs and stuff like that. Right. So Steve Montgomery Burns. All right. My number eight is, <clears throat> excuse me, Francis Underwood, um, played by Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. So he plays a, well, he starts out as a VP. He ends up being the president. He is, he is not, he will murder people. He's corrupt. He is power hungry, ruthless, whatever. He just wants power. He's power hungry. So I put him at number eight. Uh, my number seven is a show that I haven't watched, but I've seen just one moment of this person, and I'm sure they get redeemed, but it's uh, Negan from The Walking Dead. Okay. And all the only scene I've ever seen of that show is him swinging a baseball bat full of nails, yeah. hitting a guy in the head. It's funny that he's a villain, though. We don't watch the show, so we don't know, but how is he a villain if he's killing the zombies? No, he killed like one of the people, like one of like the oh. main group. Like, he captures them, and I think eventually, again, we don't watch it, but I think eventually he redeems himself in some way, but, like, it was one of, like, the cooler actors that I liked in that show. I know, I love him. And he just gets hit in the head, and it's really gross, but, like, I had to watch it. Yeah, that's gross. I don't want to watch that. Okay, my number seven is, it's Moriarty from Sherlock, so it's the British version, and it's played by Andrew Scott, who is unbelievable he is so brilliant he so he plays like a psychopath he's very unpredictable he's obsessed with Sherlock Holmes played by Cumber uh, Cumberbatch oh my god played by Benedict Cumberbatch and he's Sherlock Holmes is the only one that could kind of give him a run for his money he's the only one that can like he wants to play yeah he wants to play He's, he's a really smart guy and he wants to play and Andrew Scott, I have to say, because I've seen him in that and Fleabag, he is he is such a good actor. He's so he's so good because they're completely different roles. So you really get to see a psychopath and then he plays like a priest in the Fleabag. So he's excellent. So that is my number seven. My number six. And we're going we're going back to the comedy. 
I'm going with Newman from Seinfeld. Oh, nice. Always, yeah. always shows up in the moments when yeah. you just go, Newman. Newman. And uh, I can't remember who it's played by now. It's it's Bobby something. Um, oh, yeah. Going to look it up right now because he's also in Space Jam and plays like just like a fun go-lucky character. But um, he just, yeah, even before I watched the show, I knew that name. Yeah, yeah. And, you always, because they're always like, Newman. Uh, Wayne Knight. Okay, Wayne Knight. From 1991 to 1998, the arch nemesis. Yes. And also Kramer's friend. Like it's <laughs> such a weird, but that's that's that show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, my number six is from Handmaid's Tale. It's Commander Waterford, played by Joseph Fiennes. So he's the one that created basically Gilead. And it is, well, if anybody hasn't seen the show, it's that is sad because it is one of the best shows uh, visually, it's, it's just beautifully shot and it's just so crazy. Um, so he, the thing about him that makes him evil is he comes across as a very kind man, yet he's the one that started this Gilead, which is like basically you have like Handmaid's Tale that you they are going to have your kids. They're in a time when you can't, not everyone can have kids. So if you can actually have a child, then you are, you basically become part of a family of a husband and wife and then monthly this husband basically rapes you to try and get you uh, pregnant. pregnant so he started this whole gilead place and stuff and so yeah he's pretty evil wow he's misogynistic too i mean i can't imagine someone that would create this world be like you know what we need more female <laughs> empowerment right they need to use their voices yeah <laughs> uh my number five is and i'll, I'll really just pass it off to you but Villanelle from killing you oh, okay we'll talk about it after okay because she's way higher on my list yeah so, so your five okay so my five is okay so there's a show called luther not many people have watched the show but it has idris idris alba did i say that right yep okay so and this is um in this there is a girl called alice morgan and she's played by ruth wilson amazingly by the way so Luther played by Idris is a he's a police officer but not like a like he's like in serious crime or something like a detective like he does like major things so he comes across this um parents that parents and they killed the and she killed the dog but this girl kills her parents and he knows it's her but they have this like psychological thriller thing going but she is um genius level IQ and she is I mean, talk about psychopath. She is, but she's got this um, not playful side. I don't even know what it is. Like she, she just, she just always gets like in his his business, like in his professional life, in his personal life. She just, it's again, it's like that Moriarty thing where it's like they just want to play almost, right? Because they're just so probably so bored because everything is just comes so easily to them. So it's yeah, she is. Um, She's crazy. And it's an excellent show if anybody hasn't watched it. It's only like four episodes a season. Like it's a really fast like watch. I mean, most I think they're about an hour long, but it's really well done. So that's your five. 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 All right. Yeah. My number four is Perry Wright from The Little Lies. Yes. I just think there was, and that's kind of the, we talk about the Scars guards and just oh, the way really? he plays his character and he just, never has any remorse it's just all about him in this world yeah not about his wife not about his kids it's just him and that's all he's worried about yeah yeah no he he played it very well because yes. you actually are like this guy is insane uh yeah he's a good that's a good one that was your number four yeah 
Okay, my number four is um, from Scandal, Eli Pope. So he plays uh, by Joe Morton. And even if you've never watched the show, like even if you YouTube just a couple of his, like um, when he goes on his rants, like his montages, you will, it will blow your mind. So he plays like Olivia Pope played by Carrie Washington. It's her dad, but we don't know it's her dad till like the second season or something. And we think he's just like this museum guy, but he is like huge in this like undercover world or whatever. And he is, he's very calculated he's um he always seems to be like one step ahead and he really thinks that he's doing good in the world and he is not like he he will kill anybody or do anything so Eli Pope Rowan I don't know they called them both names so from Scandal that's your number four four yeah my number three is part of your honorable mention Joffrey Baratheon I just think he was so much of a brat. And mm-hmm. for those of you that haven't watched the show, it's just he's such a good character to hate. And to me, his real villainy moment is how do I do I say like, I, I mean, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, like, OK, I don't know. when he has Ned Stark killed. Yes. In front of his daughter. Yeah. And then is basically like, yeah, you're going to marry me now. Mm-hmm. Like that to me was just like, wow, this is just a kid. But he is taking control of the situation. Yeah, he is evil. Yeah, and one of just and honestly, I kind of feel bad for because I've seen interviews with Jack Leeson. He says like people like always remember me for that. I know, and it's just it's like a compliment because he did such a good job, but it just kind of hurts because people just don't like you. Yeah, it is hard. Like people have to understand it is acting, but he does have to take it as a compliment, and maybe he has to go like he has to try and get a role that's like so different just to show people like that's not. I'm not him. I can be the good guy. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So that was your number three. Yeah. Okay. And my number three is Cersei Lannister. Lannister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Game of Thrones playing by Lena Headley. Um, she is uh, She's all about power. She wants to keep herself and her kids safe. She is vengeful. She will. I mean, do you have her on your list? Yeah. No. Okay. Manipulative. She takes out, like, just even the church or when it was her trial, the trial scene or whatever, when she takes, like, basically everybody out. Like, she's just very calculated and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is also Cersei Lannister. I wonder if we have the same number one now. I'm thinking we might. Okay, go. Sorry. But just, yeah, what she does, and it is her culminating moment is instead of going to her own trial, killing everybody that's inside of it. Yeah. And that scene leading up to it, because it's not like a subtle thing of if it's, if it's coming, it's just a matter of one character and it's really gross has his Achilles cut and is like trying to crawl to save the people that are in there. Just trying to blow out a candle. That's all it is. That's all he had to do. (laughs) That's all he had to do to save the people. And she's just sitting there watching it happen. She's drinking. Uh, she has sex with her brother. I feel like that should be a part of her villainy. Yeah. And has like no remorse about it. No. And... Like she's just always drinking wine and she always has that face and she's just right. Like there's moments where people try to take power away from her, but she just kind of they get not it's not always her, but people get moved out of her way, whether it's her or not. So she puts herself in a great situation. It's kind of the one of the disappointing things of that last season is Cersei is just kind of there like she's not as much of a like villain. Yeah, no, no. I think because we had the Night Walkers. No. Night white, King. White, white walkers white walkers night king yep all those people we kind of are like maybe they're worse right now like you know 
and she eventually proves that nope she can be worse yeah she can be better for like a couple minutes and then get worse and i read uh, so i was reading about her and it was like it's funny that she made it to the top of like you know being in charge kind of she didn't have dragons she didn't have magic you know what i mean like she really is just so calculated that she could get there and she outlived all three of her kids yeah which one of them actually two of them weren't her fault the third one was her fault yeah not like directly but right she, she did cause it yeah i also did want to shout out uh breaking bad i don't like I know Walter White, like, he goes insane, but I just, I don't know if you call him a villain. I know. And I was just trying to think of, and I couldn't remember Giancarlo Esposito's name in that show, but he is also just <laughs> <Yeah>. terrible <laughs> because that's what he does. Yeah. It seems like he's almost, like, owned it. That's, like, he just keeps picking these roles where he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be the bad guy I'm going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hate me, but you're going to love to hate me. Yeah. Okay, so my number two is Villanelle. So, play by, brilliantly, by the way, one of my all-time favorite acting performances is by Jodie Comer. I think it's Comer. Comer? Comer? Maybe Comer. From Killing Eve. So she's an assassin who... So she used to be former MI6. She's now an assassin who actually enjoys murdering people. Like she... She kills with like flair and she's just... She has no conscience. And... um she just plays this character so well that you believe her. Like she really... The way she laughs, the way she talks like you're just really she's mesmerizing to me on the screen I just think she's so so good and so I just want to I was looking through some of her quotes and I mean she's got some excellent ones but I like so at one point she says you should never tell a psychopath they are a psychopath it upsets them and you have to like see her say it because like she would do it obviously much better than my butchered up job but the way she it upsets them because it's like it's not gonna upset you because you're not you don't get upset but she does go in a bit of an she does have a character arch for sure but mm-hmm. number one i guess do you want to just say it on three because i think it might be the same person i think it's the same person all i'm right. gonna say it is all right three two one ramsey, ramsey bolton. bolton which his dad pretty pretty shitty himself and he just finds a way to top him he is just there's just no one like when i was trying to make my list like he was just like number one instantly like i didn't really have to I didn't really have to put a lot of thought. Like it was just, it was easy to say, okay, you're number one. He is pure evil. This man, he is, he's just a horrible, horrible person. Like he has no conscience. He has, he has no empathy, no remorse. Manipulative. And to me, his moment is he's about, it's battle of the bastards time. He's about to fight John. And what's the one way you can antagonize him is you have Rick on Stark and you tell him to run and he has a bow and arrow and he knows he could hit him in one shot. He yeah. could hit him easily. Yeah. But he waits until John's running. He waits until they're just about to hug and then just bow or arrow right through the heart. He dies in his arms and it just, it sets off this battle. And the funny thing that makes him kind of better is once we're like push comes to shove, he bitches I was going to say, he's out. He's like, oh, oh I, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to fight. I want everyone else to fight. And just the way Sansa gets her like... Re- revenge yeah is just so beautiful and he even in his last moments i'm glad because i know when like john's about to find him he runs away but once it's his time 
he just kind of first he tries to fight it but then he just kind of accepts it yeah well i think he had to the way i for me is the way he tortured theon too like he actually took pleasure out of like he just tortured him and, and then like, cuts and off then his he, penis yeah. and then like ha- is eating a sausage he's like <laughs> like waving it in his face and doesn't he make it like he's gonna escape at one point and then he just like brings him back like yeah. he just plays with him he's he, like a little play toy right i really manipulated theon i honestly forgot about that because everyone hated theon and then that happened and you're like I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah, no, he definitely, he made some bad choices, Theon, but like any, Ramsey Bolton is by far the worst, I think the worst TV villain. Like he just, like some of them, these guys are all really bad for different reasons, but his was just more diabolical to me. Like it just had, it's just, it was just like a notch above all of the other ones. Yeah, like some people, some people on this list, you can say at some point there were good intentions or you they they thought they were right. Yes, or, and, or that they... They makes they under you understand why they're doing what they're doing yeah. or yeah like there's something right. I think even the Rams you can kind of understand because his dad never really accepted him and he was Ramsey Snow until they took over the whatever the Stark not Stark Tower that's Marvel <laughs> but like uh, when they take over Winterfell yeah that's when he gets to be Ramsey Bolton and I was trying to think did he kill his dad or like yeah, he had someone he killed kill- his whole family yeah, yeah. that's. And then he would, he had another girl with him and he fed her to the dogs. Like he's just, I mean, I don't even think we could list everything he did. He was just really, really awful. Yeah. But beautifully acted. Yeah. I was trying to think his name's like, uh, Iwin or Ivan. Yeah. It's Ewan or Ewan. Yeah. Ewan Rian. I'm pretty sure. Cause he was also in, um, what was the movie Netflix did? It was like Motley Crue. I think he was in that. Oh, okay. And that wasn't a good movie, but like, it just made me think, ah. Ramsey was such a good character. Yeah. Because he was. And in the sea of Game of Thrones, where my top three were all Game of Thrones, because they just, that show did such a good job. And I know everyone doesn't like it now because it didn't end that well. Right. But it just always had every season, every moment had someone you just hated. And in most, if not all cases, it got resolved in the way we wanted. Yeah. Like even like Walder Frey, Mm -hmm. like people that were a part of and playing the Red Wedding, like you just hated them. And then you they got avenged and it was all such like man this sucks but then it just became worth it yeah then those villains got what they deserved for sure yeah no beautifully said jack thank you all right let's pick our next movie jack, they got it jack they, really likes when i do they this. gotta know we're picking okay some of them are stuck together okay i'm gonna get one that's stuck together and 97 number 97 airplane oh wow my god i haven't seen that in so long oh we get to see kareem <laughs> is i'm pretty sure that's that one what airplane one? i don't know it's kareem abdul jabbar and like they ask him if he's a basketball player he's like no leslie nielsen as the isn't it that one i don't know we'll look it up yeah um all right just so you guys know i'm picking he's picking guys just want this one you want that one this one okay number 78 that is cinema paradiso okay i've never seen either of these movies so we're getting a a fresh start for our movie challenge next week yeah it's exciting yeah all right besides that case got anything else i got nothing else all right and besides that we'll see you next time bye